Hello there, welcome along to PTI Australia. I'm Russell Barwick and Kekka, why has someone left umbrellas on the table? Because Russell, someone forgot to close the roof. Seriously, whoever writes the scripts on this show should be hung. Can you believe the quarters. biggest single story in Australian sport about someone closing a roof? We might talk about that tonight. Is the NRL starting to resemble a haves and haves not competition? Will Tiger have his way with the Masters? Have the Demons hit rock bottom? Have Cricket Australia got it right? And have we got enough time to fit it all in, Kekka? Plus, the bookies board comes out as we hand out some odds and we jump on the black caviar bandwagon. It's all brought to you, of course, by our very good friend, sportingbet.com.au. Question for you, Sam. When is a roof not a roof? A uh, roof is not a roof when... Uh, they forget to close the bloody thing. Forget to close it right Exactly. Out. The biggest talking point to come out of the weekend of footy was indeed the roof at Etihad Stadium. It stayed open when the rain came down. Now, despite the fact they were 40 points in front, North tended to blame the roof, but... Taking your north. I want to state without fear of equivocation that this had nothing to do with the result or the scoreboard. This was a, was it a comment made. Up. Exactly. Brad, Brad Scott wasn't fuming at the fact that he didn't attribute the loss to the roof. Well, they shouldn't have. They but the have. roof is ridiculous. If it's a closed stadium, close, close the roof. Yeah. Because even on a fine day, the players are blinded. The fans don't like it. The players don't like it. Commentators don't like it. So it's very simple, it's unanimous, close the roof in a closed stadium. But at equally, I mean, I'm no genius. Oh, well, I have genius moments, of course. But yes, I'm you no... have better moments than we're yeah. There's a, this thing called the radar that had the rain coming in. Yeah. And you would have thought the bloke with a button would have thought, oh, gee, I better be on the And guess side. one of the responses to Brad Scott, the guy had the temerity to say to him, we checked the forecast this morning, the forecast said to us, stated that there was not going to be any rain. To which That's Brad the... Scott replied, how long have you lived in Melbourne? <laughs> Did, which was the guy that obvious. like John Inverary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> poor bloke can't take a trick at the moment. But anyway, bottom line is, wasn't the roof's fault. No, it wasn't the roof's fault. But for future else. reference, keep the roof closed at a closed stadium. To the NRL, and is the competition starting to resemble a bit of a haves and have-nots? With three or four teams destined to break away and the rest being very inconsistent. Four major upsets on the weekend means nobody has a clue. Least of all, the poor bloke putting in his hard earned, <laughs> endeavouring to try and multiply it and hence <laughs> get a quality of well, life. Who would have, ask yourself the question, who would have picked the Brisbane uh, Broncos to beat the Gold Coast without Sam Thider? Who would have picked Parramatta Can to beat Cronulla? 30-0. Canberra to beat the Roosters. Canberra to beat the Roosters. 16-0. And there was another one that was also a massive upset I reckon, well. the most, I reckon the most disappointing I don't care who you say. I know that the storm is... Oh, the Dragons is to beat Newcastle. Dragons to beat Newcastle. And what about North Queensland? How are they going at the moment? They're flying. They're going terrific. Well, they're the only side capable, I reckon, of upsetting either... Uh, South and Melbourne. South and Melbourne. What about Manly? Well, Manly are thereabouts, but I reckon they'll fall off the pace. But the, I reckon the, the other... The problem is, is what you said at the start. It's a haves and haves-nots. The, the, the three or four teams at the top, you mentioned the Cowboys, Manly, yeah. Melbourne and South, are going to be... Eons above, Eons above the battlers, and they're going to. And, and now that they've got the top eight sorted, there's not going to be any fairy tale. Yeah, but when the representative era kicks in, when that uh, state That'll... of origin kicks in, that's going to decimate those sides at the top end of the food chain. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you'll see the competition oh, narrow up. They cut one or two injuries, and it, that could be horrific. But in the terms thing of the is, outcome. you might only need sort of ten or eleven or twelve wins to make the top eight. You may well do that, Russell. The U.S. Masters is this weekend. Of course, Tiger Woods entering the tournament as the world's number one player again, and at a four to one favourite. Now, two questions: Can you see it turning into a Tiger show? 
and equally, do you want it to be a Tiger show? I would love it to be a Tiger show because I think he's been in the wilderness for two or three years. Will it be a Tiger show? No. Oh. I think he's no longer the infallible element See, that I he think was. he's infallible. No, he's not infallible Rory anymore. Rory six under the final round the other day in Texas. I'll tell you for why. You'll tell me for why. I'll tell you. Tiger, when he pulls the big bertha out, he's still got that prodigious slice. Now, if you're going around Masters, there's six or eight holes you've got to pull the big bertha you out. could have said... He doesn't, mate, he doesn't hit the bertha. You That's can't a, hit the two... The bertha's a Callaway. Let's get no, stuck let me tell, Well, I can forget about boomer. the bertha. But anyhow, the big bazooka. You've got to use the big bazooka yes. six or eight times mate, he's got around. Lindsay Vaughan in his And you stable. can't go around there with Lindsay a three-wood three and a two-iron stinger. You won't get around there like he always has. He has won the game uh, tournament a couple of times. Let me tell you. He, he goes a little better than S. Kekovic he now with his is, left-handers. He's about 25th in terms of driving. He's about 120th in accuracy. You know, the thing is about the Masters is putting. And the other day when he won well, his putting's the Arnold Palmer, he 21 putts in the final round. Please, and didn't miss from under I 10 feet. I don't think he's the infallible figure that he is now. Get I think board. he's improving, and I would love to see well, him who win. Wins? Because now he has found the... Uh, back wins? to Buddhism. Who he's wins? got a lovely romance going. He's settled. He's got a bit of a swagger. It'd be a great story. And he's doing another ad for Nike. Which, Move on. You know what the ad Tiger says? or Bill Hass. Back to the AFL and in the biggest home and away game of the year, Collingwood got one over their old coach, Mick Malthouse, in an absolute classic on Sunday at the MCG. 84-plus thousand people there, Carlton. Outstanding. 0-2. Yeah. Malthouse reckons Collingwood's the best team in the comp. That's wrong. Um, best team in the comp is... Well, he might be well season. right. Why no, was he wrong? He's wrong. He might be just being, uh, you know, very diplomatic. Diplomatic. But I, look, they were very, very good, Collingwood, and I'll tell you why. Because some of their lesser lights, like DeWire and Elliot, you know, oh, they came yeah, to the fore. The Q-tip and, and coming the, in for Jolly. And Jolly Lynch, goes Lynch. Off. Quentin Lynch was fantastic. Star. And I've got to say, I was one of the dubious ones at the start of the year, you wondering were? why did they possibly... Uh, I thought he was a great guy. And he was never recruited to do the job that he did the weekend, but well, he's lucky that he filled the void. Who they offloaded, well, how's he going? Well, at Melbourne, we'll get to Melbourne a little bit later on. You know, for two million over four years, that's another story. But there's a lot to like about Collingwood. When you consider they've still got Beams out, they've still got Thomas out, they've still got Ball out, they've still got two or three others. What about the Blues? Ah, uh, no, the Blues are on track. I wouldn't be disappointed if I was a Carlton member. No. Look, they've had two honourable losses. They've, look, they're really suffering because they haven't got a key forward. I mean a real power forward. They need weight back desperately. Cruiser yep. can't play everywhere. Cruiser's terrific in the ruck. Hampson was out. Admittedly, yeah. Hampson was out, who's their best bet up forward can take a grab. But they really need weights to come back. So, Agreed. Carlton, don't despair yet. It's going to be a few weeks, but you'll get there. Yeah. Last year, the NRL referees were the biggest talking point in the game. The pressure is starting to build again with controversy over obstruction and, of course, the shoulder charge. Refs boss Daniel Anderson responded by changing the interpretation of the obstruction rule. The big question beckons, did he do the right thing? Yes, he did. And it was obvious on the but weekend. But it's still a grey area of structure. But it was obvious on the week. The, two weekends ago, blokes were running into someone and they were doing the big Hollywood dive, right? Last weekend, there was a couple of those instances and the referee just said, nah, you're not in the play. You wouldn't have made the tackle. Let's just move on. And yeah, tries were awarded. See, but there lies the grey area. No, it's it, subject to interpretation, of Russell. It is. Everything it's not is. definitive. Everything is subject to interpretation. Well, but what we're taking out of it is we're taking the Hollywood factor out and we're taking blokes who are running in and rather than actually 
being part of the contest, they're taking the easy option. Which so is why is the over. onus on Daniel Anderson again, the poor well, umpire's boss? Why does it come from a wiser council well, at the, the top at the helm? They're putting wiser councils in the referee's box. They're there's putting... not enough of them, Russell. There's no, not... there's, you're never it's an oxymoron, every... wise council and referees. You're never going to make everyone happy, but the bottom line is less people complained this weekend than last weekend. So I think he's tracking... What about the shoulder charge? Oh, it'll, it'll disappear. The, the, there's four or five blokes that want to do shoulder charges in yeah. the game. Chrissy Sandow, Steve Maddai, Sonny Bill. No, I reckon that'll evolve. I reckon they, you're right. I reckon they're clearing disappear. that out. They'll just disappear because it's not worth it. It's yeah. You know, there are things in the AFL that are not worth going the knuckle. So the same thing in the NRL. No, yeah. um, and to the other game that's big at the moment, it's the A-League. Week one of the finals oh, done and dusted victory. this week. The grand final deciders will see the Mariners play your mob and the Wanderers, my mob, up against Brisbane. The FFA bosses are screaming for a victory Wanderers grand final because they'll pack the joint. Oh, that'll be a promoter's dream. Will they get their wish? Uh, There's a distinct possibility, but I wouldn't be ruling out the Brisbane Raw. They've been fantastic the second half of the year. Oh, what, Ever since they got the Jade North, and they got Jade North back. Let me tell you, their fortunes have turned around dramatically. You're ruling out the Mariners. The Mariners, the victory will get over the Mariners. Oh, although they've got a bad really? record of blue tongue, they've got a bad record of blue tongue. And Ange, if you're listening to me, Ange Postacoglu, superstar coach, never lost a final. I'll tell you what to do this week, mate. You drop Chileski, you put in uh, Flores, and you play Naboo. Let me tell you, and you shore up oh, Archie. He's done his homework. Archie, I've done my homework this week. <laughs> Naboot, because Lecheski, we're on at the Flores. three to one, three to one. We're on. No, no. Let me tell you, Ange has never lost a final the yet. The Wanderers in Brisbane. Ah, uh, the Wanderers in Brisbane. Let me tell you, Wanderers a win. I got a sneaky suspicion. Week for Brisbane. The, hang on, very emotional week. They lost uh, very close part of their uh, uh, family in terms of their yeah. media boss Rod Allen, who is a yeah. terrific bloke. Very, very emotional for the Wanderers. They'll be winning. And they'll win the grand final. It'll be... It'll just be the fairy tale. You haven't done your homework. The fairy tale. Rioche is uh, injured. He won't play. They're sure key Shinji defense. yesterday. He is fine. No, you saw Shinji. I saw Shinji. What, over a bit of sushi? Sushi with Shinji. Sushi, yeah. You wouldn't know how to eat it when they're not as valid. Move on, Russell. That is part one of the headlines done. Next up, plenty more where they come from, including the Demons, the Reds and Black Caviar. Is she about to face her biggest test yet? What are you talking about, you and Shinji? Shinji. Shinji. It's a big week in sports, so we're going to keep going with the headlines to the bottom end of the AFL ladder. If you look up the definition of woeful in the dictionary, there are two things it says. Your show off your rockers is one, and a picture of the Melbourne Demons is the other. Two games, two losses. Thank you. 90 points scored and conceded well over 300. What can they do? Is that the best analogy you could draw? <laughs> I thought it was funny. Well, I'll tell you what they could do, first and foremost. Let's just analyse what has gone wrong there. You know, they put... Four guys on a two-year deal. Gillies, Peterson, Roden and... Uh, Doors? No, no, Doors. No, Doors they bought for two, four years over $2 million. Yeah. You've already got Clark there on 800000 a year, yeah. which hasn't, he hasn't played. So they've spent too much money on bad no, players. No, no. List management is a critical component of their failure. Yeah. Whoever's responsible for that, let me assure you. But this is the same mob that had dr- number one draft picks yeah. and have seen them either not live up to their standard or be... Well, the number one draft pick has been well heralded. There is an issue there. They're desperately trying to get him in a form back or forward, one way or the other. When you consider the people that came out of that draft, like the Nat Neweys and uh, the like, who have all won best and fairest and been in the top four or five in their best and fairest counts... Jack Watts. Yeah, Jack Watts. But leave him alone, because Jack's been pummeled in a submission. But the one thing Melbourne haven't done, they haven't been competitive and they're lacking of passion and commitment... That appears to be the case, but the easy, the only way back is to do the hard yards, 
Follow the guy with the ball, but he'll follow your opponent because he'll invariably just take the work, ball. Work, just work, work your butt off. Have a dip. Exactly. Have a dip. On the back of Manchester United coming to Australia, Liverpool has announced they'll play against the victory at the MCG just a few days after United play in Sydney. Uh, You've got to say, what does this say about the A-League and football in Australia? It says that they'd rather come here than go anywhere else, and I reckon that's yeah, a but great thing. Yeah, but why? Because we've got coinage. No, more than that. I think it speaks volumes for, for Australian football. Oh, so it does, no football. doubt. But look, the MCG is a wonderful, wonderful place to play football. And Australia's a lovely Man place United's to come. Man United's going to play at uh, Homebush yeah. at ANZ Stadium. So they're going to get 90000 to each yeah. game, give or take. That's a lot of money. Well, forget about all the peripheral, but you got to sp let, let's just talk about the A-League. They've had an outstanding year. Outstanding. They've been the success story of Australian sport without because a degree. Because of... You've got to remember that only last year they got rid of the North Queensland Fury, the Gold Coast went... Well, they consolidated a lot, but also they channelled some funds into it, they promoted it and they committed to it outside of the World Cup well, bid. Mate, they, they, they've, they've got been, David Gallup's done a good job. Blessed. They've just signed up no, on a no, big no. deal they've, they've with been, Foxtel for $20 million over a few yes, couple of years. They have been blessed because the West Sydney Wanderers have turned their whole competition around. If they were like... You and I predicted at the start would be just easy beats. Yeah. We all thought Popper would do OK, but no-one in the right mind thought they'd win the Premier's Yeah, but, that's, that's, but that's, that's good management. That's great fun. You know, and Frank Lowy, let me tell you, been much maligned over many, many years, but he's been the father figure of this great sport. Absolutely. And he deserves every credit, and I hope people remember this in due course. And on the flip side, last week Cricket Australia released their list of 20 contracted players, and it must have been a dead-set lucky dip, because Moses Henriques missed out, Jackson Bird... Missed out, and I thought he should have got one. Steve Smith, well, he was a bit up. Pat Cummins and Ryan Harris. When are they ever going to play? Ryan Harris has got the worst, world's worst hamstrings. I don't know how they allocate these contracts. I really don't. Yeah, like I said, lucky dip. Well, it may well be, conceivably be the way... Well, the way it looks, it may well be the way they do it. Or it might have been like the Easter show. You throw a dart, hits a balloon, and whatever pops out, that's what you get. Let me tell you, the one way of improving Australian cricket is forget about contracts. In fact, I'd have Pay limited... Pay for play, I agree. Pay for play, that's let me tell idea. you. It's not a bad idea. And let some of those young ones get some experience. And there was a great article written by Greg Chappell about the problem of Australian cricket. And that is all these, uh, all these technical issues that we... and all these lavish uh, facilities Treatment, that we have yeah. at their disposal. Let me tell you, the, the people that are really improving the game, like India, they're kids that played on instinct and reflex, that watch their champions play, that aren't inhibited, that and, don't have... and aren't burdened and, by uh, and when technical they play data. Bad, when they play bad, the Indian cricket board give them the you-know-what. Well, it may well be, but, you know, they're free-flowing spirits. They play the game on its merits. They're not burdened and so, shackled by, you know, reams and reams of paper and documentation. Yeah, no, I agree. Get rid of all these peripheral coaches and... Not going to happen, know, It is going to happen. It's got to happen. Don't issue contracts. You're top two or three and move on. Let them earn their spots. This weekend, the Black Caviar Show hits Randwick in Sydney. She's racing at 1,200 metres again, but it's just the biggest test of her career, Out without doubt. a doubt. Without a doubt. And you know what worries me? The wet track. Uh, well, the wet track she won't run, we know that. Yes. If it's a heavy track, the forecast, fingers crossed, going to be OK. But this town is renowned for infamy. Infinite. It has brought people down to its knees. Correct. Scurrilous, but deceitful. But we, Sydney, loves, yeah. loves black cats. I hope the stewards talk to every jockey in that room prior to the race there's... that they won't be geeing up to try and cull there, look, the luster of our Apparently she's great... had the greatest track work gallop ever going the Sydney We Wayne know Zone. that, but Bell coming to Sydney... in form. It's the TJ Smith stakes. It's the opening of the new grandstand. 26,000 people. 
The, t the people are getting all behind Joe everything. Pride's got... To, this is a very good field. This, don't get me wrong. Haley's still probably run. How much do you Joe love Joe Pride's me? got two of his uh, title and... Rain uh, Affair. And Rain title. Affair. And Rain Affair loves and the And who world. loves... Uh, who, who, how much do you love how me? How much do you love me? That well, <laughs> I keep getting confused. It's a It's a very, field. very good field. And the problem is, and I just... I don't know why, conspiracy or something that worries so me about Sydney. Evil thinker, evil doer. Oh, well, I know Sydney too well. Ask the fireman. And ask all those people that have, uh, at their own peril, mentioned in the Randwick on good days. Just have to know, know the right people. <laughs> uh, that's the headlines done and dusted. Next up, speaking of racing and Randwick uh, and bookmakers, we're going to bring the bookies board out to play. We're going to give uh, something on Kirtley Beale, Buddy Franklin. And what are the chances of Mark Webber obeying some team orders this weekend? Well, I hope he tells them to get stuffed. I hope he's free. <laughs> Well, in honour of our legendary sponsor, Sporting Bet, time to frame some markets, albeit with some very fictional odds. Having said that, though, you can go to the website and maybe have a flutter on some of these. What, you're suggesting ours are going to be uh, that far out? Off the charts. Ours will be nowhere <laughs> near what they're supposed to be. First up, well, they might be, I don't know. After all these dramas of late, what are the odds Kirtley Beer plays for the Wallabies at home this mm. year? So you've got the Lions, three tests. Got about seven RG, tests, have we not? Sapphire, all blacks, yeah. Well, I think he's a moral to play a test. I think it would be even money. Assuming that the uh, criteria for playing is that he's got his head right, he's committed to the cause, and it's purely based on skill. I've got no idea about any other uh, issues that may be surrounding his selection. Good point. I but assuming think... that... Yep. What I've just said... Assuming all is equal, yeah. I think you're right. But I'm not assuming that. I think there are some issues there. If the Wallabies get off to a reasonable start in the early tests, then they're not going to change things, especially fullback. If Adam Ashley Cooper plays well, or O'Connor, or they throw Drew Mitchell back there, I'll they're going to stick solid. Yeah. Israel Palau? No, he's not going to play... I think he's a $6 chance. If he's got his head right, he's an even money chance. But I don't think his head's OK, right. well, I'm assuming. OK, Hawthorne has given Buddy Franklin a deadline as to whether he'll re-sign with them. So what are the odds he leaves the Hawks? I don't think... I don't think it's about 10 to 1. I think he will definitely stay. I think... Uh, look, in, in fact, it's very frustrating, the fact that he's holding a gun to the head. Uh, very destabilising, I think. Hawthorne have been very good to who Buddy. Would, who so very go, good. Who would he very go? few clubs would touch Buddy Franklin. Two, I think. He's Three, maybe. Well, West Coast Eagles for sure. They Brisbane? would be uh, Frio, Frio, the Dockers would. Uh, GWS. Uh, He's not going to oh, go with the Blackjack. It's not Buddy style. But Hawthorne and uh, Buddy have been terrific fits. They've been dovetailed. They've been good for each other. And, Buddy, I think that's where your future is. I think is. there's a furphy in there. If the Brisbane Lions have got the cash and he loves Quade Cooper and he loves Digby Yuani in that. Buddy, you stay away from the Gold Coast, yeah, mate. Well, that's, that's all Brisbane, I can yeah. say to you. Uh, I reckon he's 100 to 1 as well. I think he'll stay with the Hawks. What are the odds this week's South Melbourne matchup in the NRL? Two unbeaten teams at Homebush, at ANZ Stadium, Saturday night. Yeah. What are the odds? It's a preview to the grand final. Well, if I had a crystal ball in front of me, Russell, and I, uh, it suggested that uh, they're going to be injury free for the duration of the next uh, five months, well, then I would say they're about a 4 to 1 chance. 2 to 1, mate. I think it's a dead set. I think it's four very to one. real chance that this. Well, is it is, but assuming all of a sudden something happens to Inglis uh, and uh, the Burgess boys, they all of a you sudden go. How many go... Burgess boys there are? There's like eleven Burgess There's boys. Eleven. He just keeps producing them. And they keep turning up at the airport. Well, and guess what else? They're all seven foot tall. Yeah, they're all same DNA. So there's no doubt about the uh, tadpoles there. Let me assure you. <laughs> Tell you yeah, what, what about the that food? goes without doubt. You don't need to have a test that one. South should have a uh, sponsorship deal with Woolworths or Coles or something. What about the food bill in that joint? Uh, now, I reckon they're a great chance to be the uh, grand final. And if it is, that'll be huge. The Chinese Formula One Grand Prix is this weekend. So what are the odds?
Mark Webber obeys team orders and lets Seb Vettel pass him by. Well, I if honestly... If the situation happens. Yeah, if the situation evolves. I honestly think it'd be a million to one. I think... Uh, I think, well, be, I think you're wrong. I think it'll be embedded in the back of his skull. He's a team If player. he ever sees him in his rear vision mirror, in fact, I think there's a strong possibility he'll cut him off. No, well, you might be right, but I reckon it's going to be a case of uh, Sebel... <laughs> I need to pass uh, Mark Weber. He's in my way. Uh, I don't think that was very good German. Yeah. And Mark no, being the team... He'll just blink a blink a blink it and let him pass, because he's a team player. Well, he has been. He's proved he that conclusively. He shouldn't do that. He should run him right into the, yeah. the pit lane. He's selfish, a bit like yourself, <laughs> Russell. Exactly. That's right. But he won't. What will he do? I tell you what, if I find he ever lets him through ever again, I'm going to jump on a plane and I'll physically... Throttle him. 250 to 1, you're probably right. Uh, you can actually have a look at these on the Sporting Bet website. Chances of Kirtley Beal playing a test match in Australia. Probably 6 to 4 on. Buddy will stick solid with the Hawks. This is the one. Souths and Storm in the grand final. Maybe a preview this weekend. The odds are done. Next up, big finish, happy time and our Sporting Bet best bets of the week. It's a big week this week. Uh, There's a lot of... <clears throat> a lot of close games this week. I think we won a couple of weeks ago. Did we? Happy birthday this week. Well, kinda. To Ricky Henderson of the Adelaide Crows. <laughs> we saw him in his birthday suit when he was revealed on the dressing room cameras on the weekend. Yeah, not a fan yeah, of that. Not I, a fan I, of that either. I mean, and, and you know, he's never going to beat his best. I got hijacked like that once. It's not a fun thing. Well, Hang on, you actually... Posed for it with a football in front no, of him. No, no, it's another those little time. mini footies, I think it was, wasn't it? Let me tell you, it can be embarrassing. Well, it wasn't for me, but some people <laughs> can be embarrassing. Move on. Happy anniversary to the Socceroos. 13 years ago, they hammered American Samoa 31 zip in a World Cup qualifier. Archie Thompson scored 13 goals, and we're still living on it. Let me tell you, he would like to have, to have that deleted from the CV, too. And happy trails to Kevin Ware of the Louisville oh. NC. The NCAA game, you saw this? I'm jumping in here. Did you see this broken leg? I did not. Oh, this is was the it the worst. worst one ever? His leg was snapped back like that after he went to try and spoil a guy as he was, uh, or block a shot as he was going for a big long three-pointer. It was the ugliest thing. His teammates were all buckled over. It was almost, oh, it was awful, and hopefully he'll get back to it. Uh, now for the big finish, and in the V8s in Tasmania over the weekend, Fabian Coulthard grabbed a pair of wins. Jason Bright won the other race. Good to see a couple of... Uh, yeah, well, lesser known. Lesser known names getting to the uh, mountaintop. In the Davis Cup, Bernard Tomich came back into the team, won both his matches against Uzbekistan, and we're now into the World Group playoffs again. Yes. Finally. Then, well done, Paddy Rafter. And then we'll get beaten and go back to the uh, oh, qualifying. Oh, God, prison. you're a doomsayer. Harry Kuehl is back in the news after finding another oh. club, this time in Qatar, which I'm never going to go and visit because of their awful World Cup bid, so I've barred Qatar. Do you reckon he'll be back oh, in the Socceroos? A... I'm barring Qatar. He's in Qatar for three minutes. I don't care. I've still barred it. Well, no. Harry Kuehl I'm talking about. Do you think Qatar's worried about you barring it? Now for the Sporting Bet Best Bets of the Week. Now, I like victory to win their way into a league grand final. I told Ange what to do. I like South to beat your Melbourne Storm. And Sporting Bet like the Wanderers to beat Brisbane. Of course they do, because they are going to win. Don't forget footytips.com.au. The footy seasons have started, but you can still join in the action. There's more than half a million on footytips.com.au, so join in the fun. I'm Russell Barwick. That's it. And as always, I'm Sam Kekovic. And just quickly, Russell, on behalf of everyone here, just quickly, sincere, our heartfelt prayers go to Tommy Rodonigas and his entire family Correct. for the tragic passing away of his grandson at a rugby league game in uh, Coffs Harbour. So our heartfelt prayers. Sam Kekovic, as always, you know it makes sense.